0: what's up everybody welcome back to the martian and ozzy podcast this week we're going to be talking about the ufc london card going down this weekend july 22nd from the o2 arena in london england headlined by tom aspinall versus martian tabura big 15 fight card going down in the uk this weekend i'm joined by my co-host as always ozzy how are we doing this week my man
1: hola fight enthusiasts around i hope uh, you guys uh, are enjoying your summer we are back here again uh, back in Europe, unfortunately, um, to, to to please these Brits, all I hear about these Brits complaining about ticket prices, but then you know the place is sold out. So you know they they say scousers don't get knocked out. Hopefully, a few of them go down because I just you know I like to honestly root on the home crowd, but they need to get humbled every now and then. You know what I mean. And although not many high profile fights for the British contingency on this one pretty weak offering i think S- similar thing is happening in the uh the sydney card right as we're you know talking about this they're saying seeing that uh izzy versus sean strickland so you know uh the ufc gotta step their fucking game up you know on these live events especially the international ones but uh but we're here a lot of fights let's get started let's get through these let's pick them and let's win Yeah,
0: definitely a weak card the only thing you need to look at uh, for to know that is Molly McCann is in the co-main event. I mean, what the it's fuck crazy. are we doing? What are we doing here? But um, yeah, I mean, some interesting spots overall. Um, pretty closely lined fights. No like huge favorites like there are typically on these lending cards. Coming off a, a decent card last week, good betting card for me. About a four unit profit. My boy, the highlight, my boy Junyon Park, the Iron Turtle Junyon Park. Euro. That mm. dude's a fucking hoss. Love that guy. Nazim, I was job, so though.
1: I was so tense in that like when jung-young park was looking to finish him in the uh in the second round and right so he's beating him up and then he's like i'm just come on direct just survive bro come on like i'm just like trying to duck punches with him i'm fighting i was hand fighting with him uh on the initial renick, right because he got up out of that first re- uh how did that happen did they go back down did, or was it all i don't remember but the Renick choke was kind of close uh for a few times and then he got out, and I thought we were gonna escape. But Jung Young part, them hips don't lie, buddy. Right, them hips don't lie. So yeah, he's great. I We've always been Iron Turtle uh, supporters, but
0: yeah, he fucked you're, me on that one. You're saying that because you bet the over or something, which the over two and a half. Yeah, They're I did good. bet
1: a little. I did bet a little uh, Jung Young part live after round one because he lost that. But um, yeah, it, I just knew I was like, yo, the Rive can't finish this guy. But the thing was that he got too tired with what he's, he didn't know. He was too stupid to know that he should have been fighting that fight like he fought the Chitty fight to just
0: win a decision because he's not going to finish on Park. Whatever. Yeah, Derayv is, is past it. Um, pretty good reads on most of the card for me. Um, only bad one was Holly Holm. Only underdog of the night wins with Bueno Silva there. Derayv
1: the is not that bad.
0: He just, he, no, he's past his prime. He's good, dude. But he's 34 and he's he's like he can't fight. Hey, for 15 34
1: is not that fucking old to be but, fighting but, the
0: main. But you know that he can't fight for 15 minutes anymore. He's like he doesn't have that. I mean, Jung Park, Park though. Yeah, Jung Young Park's a
1: top top. It's probably top 12 middleweight.
0: I called 15. for it on Twitter, but we need to see that marc Andre Berry rematch. Those put those guys in a cage for who? Together for Him,
1: Mark Andre Barry and Jung Young Park. Why would you want to watch that fight again?
0: Because they're both streaking, they're both they're both good fighters.
1: Who did um, Mark Bonjir? No, Mark Bonjir Andre- is a bomb, dude. Compared to Jung Park dude, no way.
0: He's on a streak. Jung Park is way above him Um. So yeah, pretty pretty forgettable card overall, as it was expected to be. Uh, good co-main event, unexpected uh good performance from uh from basil Hafez there. Uh, put up a valiant effort and a loss. Um. Yeah, that's enough about that last card. We got 15 fights to get into. We got to get through some of these quickly, which we're going to start things off with a good fight in the flyweight division. Uh, Jaffel Filho taking on uh, Daniel Beres. Odds for this one have uh, Filho minus 120, Beres plus 100. Uh, pretty good fight here you know Philo coming off that uh decent performance against mokaev and a loss there uh Berez getting signed to the uh, UFC on short notice uh Berez lost a close decision on the contender series and uh picked up some regional wins right back in here. Um, you know, this fight I think is kind of appropriately a very closely lined fight. I could see either guy winning the striking or grappling here. I think both have a susceptibility to being taken down. I could see either guy land on bottom for periods of time here. But I think on the feet I would give bears a slight advantage here. Uh, but I gotta give Philo the cardio advantage in this one. So I really could see either guy winning this fight. I really would uh wouldn't be surprised either way. It's a really good matchup. I'll slightly lean with the plus money on Berez, but it's not really enticing enough for me to, you know, be jumping to make a bet here. But this one should be a decision. Should be a close one. Uh, who do you got here, Ozzy?
1: Yeah, I I like this fight as well. Um, you know, I, I like that. Um, I, I had Berez when he fought a uh, Carlos Hernandez in the contender series. It was a close fight. I thought he won, but you know, fight went everywhere. He showed he's pretty well rounded. Um, and I think that here, I think he's got some advantages that uh will do him uh, a lot of favors here. Just his approach to the fight, the fact that um, Philo, like, he doesn't have too many like follow up takedown attempts, I feel like. Um, if I remember right, like he would go for some takedowns sometimes, or if he's not their superior wrestler, sometimes he's open to, uh, to go into his back, but the guy's a good grappler, you know, I'm not, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to discredit his grappling too much. I just feel that Perez, um, mixes in his strikes, uh, better, um, and you know, is able to find the more powerful blows, uh, that will potentially get him, you know, a better, better, um, look on the scorecards. And getting him at kind of even money when I, if I look at it, I kind of think that he should be the favorite over uh, Philo. Um, so yeah, I'm going to take him and I think I'm going to take him for a bet. If I could get a plus 105, hopefully I could find that somewhere. But even money is okay. Um, and I do
0: also like the fight to go over. Yeah, the GTD is plus money or plus 105. I think that's good. I'll probably end up on that. Um Breaking news here, Ozzy. Big card announced: Islam versus Charles Oliveira two, uh, oh, Paulo Costa versus Hamza Chemaev. and Nasruddin Imavov versus Ali Skerov. So that's something to look for. Ali to
1: Skerov. Do. Ali. Yeah. Sk- the guy. So the guy that was supposed to fight uh, Costa. Uh,
0: yeah. Is fighting
1: who? Imavov. Imavov in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Man, that's Damn, that's a man. hell of a card, Costa I versus Jamaya, bro. I'm not interested in that Charles Oliveira rematch, dude, at all. Cause you know yeah. what's gonna happen here. They're gonna fight, and then if Issam wins that, he's gonna fight Volk again, and it's gonna be like this for just... Leon. He's not fighting Leon. He's he's not fighting Leon.
0: He's not know. going up to 170. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he he would
1: risk it, but he's not going up to 170, bro. The a... r- Russians are martian risk
0: averse look at true. the
1: war bro look at the war
0: mm, i don't know that i think that would be the opposite but yeah historically yes dagestani is risk adverse um but um but they you don't know, even want to be a
1: part of the war getting away
0: saying. getting away from the boring stuff like costa versus chamayev let's get back to this card we got bruna brazil taking on shauna mm-hmm. bannon in the women's flyweight or strawweight division Odds for this one, Brazil minus 150, Bannon plus 130. Hard-hitting matchup here. Who you got here? Hard-hitting analysis. I'm going to take the blonde from
1: uh, the UK, um, Bannon. Now, I just think Bannon is going to be... Well, you see, like, Bruna Brazil, I thought she was going to be more... She looked aggressive to me in the uh, contender fight, but what I'm thinking now, Martian, is that that girl is just not good. Like, it just... Like, I just feel that with the energy that sent me behind the UK girl, um, she, I'm not going to say she has a well-rounded skill set, but she's aware of fighting everywhere, um, not totally green in every area. And I don't think Bruna Brazil, at the end of the day, this is the most important thing. I don't think Bruna Brazil is technically that much superior to Bannon in a way that she will reliably exploit for me not to take the hometown gal. In her UFC debut. So give me Shauna Bannon.
0: And uh, yeah I'll take her. Yeah I don't disagree with too much of that. I mean I didn't watch t- a ton of footage on Bannon. She doesn't look any good. Uh, but Brazil's nowhere near reliable enough. To be laying any juice on. So uh, yeah I mean it seems like dog or pass. Uh, you know these are the type of fights. Where I feel like like the, the debutant. Hometown fighter wins somehow. I think she looks no good on tape. But these are the type of fights. Uh, although, you uh, yeah, she's gonna the be the Brazil. first
1: UK fighter to fight, you know, on the ninth.
0: So that is true. And Brazil, but though, has fought two five and oh women in her past three fights and beat both of them. And she's fighting another five and oh one here. So, narrative nation might like and her last months.
1: two wins. You mean,
0: yes, exactly. Um, moving up to the lightweight division, we got Chris Duncan taking on Yanal Ashmooz. Odds on this one, Duncan minus 145, Ashmooz plus 125. Um Duncan coming off of a a performance where he was endorsed by our own Ozzy and uh you know Mm. he came through in that one. Mm -hmm. Against you, head to head. I was not a I was not a believer. Yes, that is true. I was not a believer.
1: you you were a fader in fail let it all put it all up
0: we'll never forget one judge scored that fight morales 30 30. <laughs> dude
1: that's crazy dude
0: that fight sucked though that was about horrible <laughs> um but you were right i mean you said yo he'd been training with grant Austin, and then he grappled to win you know so um ashmoos yep. ashmoos is weird man i mean he, he he knocked out patterson in that that weird fight in his debut i don't think we learned a ton about him in that fight i really don't and uh you know, before that, though, his regional fights, he looked like a decent grappler. I just don't know how this one's going to play out, man. I really don't. I don't know who's going to win the strike and who's going to win the grappling. I think this fight has so many unknowns that I don't know what the fuck to think here. But all I know is uh, Ashmuz is very small for lightweight, man. I mean, the guy's like five says he's five nine, but I think he's even smaller than that. Um, So I don't know. I'll, I'll lean Duncan here, but I don't know enough about this one. As uh, you endorsing him again, are you hopping off the train? I got Chris Duncan, bro. I'm a right writer, Chris Duncan.
1: Now that the you know the 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 lines got inflated, I don't think I'll recommend too much. Maybe a bet. Maybe we look for a little bit of a live entry. Maybe you see like uh, a first round is playing, maybe a little close, and then you're hoping that maybe Chris Duncan could win it towards the end, or maybe starts getting his hands on them or something. I don't know. Um, you know, I'll, I'll leave it up to other people. But, uh, but, yeah, I kind of just seen Chris Duncan in this fight. You know, obviously, Ashmoor's kind of explosive, you know, throws big shots. But a lot of his shots, like, he throws, went, like, hooks. You know, Chris Duncan, one, the motherfucker got a good chin, for sure. No doubt about it. But also, um, in, his last fight, in the last fight against Morales, he at least was having his hands, you know, by his face, right? Which is an improvement for him if you saw the Charlie Campbell fight where he was just eating bombs, like, straight to the chin. So he had his hands up uh, a bit more, which I like to see. And then, dude, you just like Chris Duncan. He just has a high floor, dude. The guy's consistent. He's gonna stick to a game plan. He has a crazy desire to win, dude. Like he really wants his MMA shit to work out, which I respect. Um, You know, but as funny as you know to say when I'm saying that, like the guy is gonna follow the game plan. So if the game plan is. Oh, you know, Mike Brown's telling him, do this, that, you know, jab and then fucking shoot or whatever the fuck. He's going to do it. So, um, so I just, I want to go with him, but I will say I move, you know, he does train with the K-Dojo crew, you know, who always have some, you know, ridiculous, you know, things going on right there. Crazy strikers mixing in the grappling and stuff like that. But I will also tell you guys, I fought a K-Dojo guy and he was submitted. So maybe look into, I submitted him maybe look into chris duncan by
0: submission shout out me the gt the gtd is plus 160 here i I think this one could go the distance i mean could uh, but then you
1: were saying the guy's small so but duncan and
0: i don't think he's much of a submission guy like in that fight against morales he didn't i don't think he was ever close right he was kind of just like stalling against the cage and i'm gonna call chris duncan arm triangle I don't. I don't. I. I like GTD here, man. Like you said, Duncan's no, durable. No, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. yeah, plus mm-hmm. one sixty. Um, that seems good. Um, all right, and enough about that one. Next fight, women's uh, division one thirty-five bantamweight here. Ketlin Vieira taking on Pandy Kianzad. Odds for this one: uh, Vieira minus one forty. Kianzad plus one twenty. Odds coming in a lot here. Who you got in this one? A
1: Lot of line movement.
0: Did not. cannot say I
1: expected this? Um, this week. Although, you know, people traditionally do take these, you know, plus money on these, you know, females, and we're advocates for that. But one thing we don't have here, we don't have the grappling advantage with the Swede, Penny Kianzat. And let me remind you what I said last uh, about uh, her brother, uh, Guram, a few weeks ago. I'm not trusting this Swedish contingency, right? To Latifi, he got he lost his fucking fight, and then the fight before that, he had staff, right? He had staff when he beat uh who's that guy that he beat uh before this one? Uh, Olenek. I don't know. Olenek, Olenek. When he fought Olenek, he had staff. So you know he had that. You know Guram just I don't know, not looking great to me. Penny though, she does it. You know first, you know she uh, most of her offense or a lot of her offense comes from these calf kicks. You know, doesn't have that much power, right? Obviously, she throws a lot of, you know, straight shots down the pipe. I just feel that she could get tripped here, you know, to the ground. And, uh, Katelyn is one of the rare women that is actually a good back taker. She actually knows how to take the back and do some kind of control. Um, I don't really want to invest in it. I could see why, you know, Penny 180 is, you know, probably pretty good. But at this point, at minus 140, if it goes under 140, I definitely think there's value, that's value on, um, Vieira, but even on minus 140, mm, I just think that uh, she's got power in her hands, willing to throw, five-round experience, has takedowns, and the better uh, jujitsu as well. You know, and is a bigger female.
0: It's a lot of advantages on her side, in my opinion. So I'll pick her. Yeah, current prices, I do think it's probably Vieira or pass. Uh, I bet can't Penny at plus 180, plus 170. Um, And, you know, there I think it's better because, you know, striking-wise, I think that she will land and be throwing the better shots here. But then Vieira does have the takedown upside. She's got that more more big moment upside. Uh, And she's got, you know, inevitably the only grappling upside of the woman in, in this women's fight, so... Um, she's probably not uh she's probably the side at under minus one fifty, but I liked Penny for a small bet at uh, earlier prices. Um enough about that one. We got in the middleweight division next, Brian Barberina moving up to face Mahmoud Muradov. Odds for this one have Muradov as the big favorite minus three fifty, Barberina plus two eighty five. Um you know, Barberina doesn't really seem like he's I don't understand why he's moving up to 185 here. I really don't. Um, you know, the guy is not really a big welterweight. Don't think he cuts a ton of weight. Uh, he's just been getting smushed by grapplers down at 170. I don't think it's going to be any easier for him at 185. I don't. think He's not very quick either, so he's not really going to be gaining much at all here. Um, so, uh, it seems like a confusing move, although Murdov, I, I don't know what to make of this guy. You know, he, at one point he looked good, uh, has faced some stiffer competition lately, uh, and has been losing, you know, totally collapsed against Gerald right there, totally laid a egg in that one. Um, but I don't know. I'm kind of just re- revisiting some of this guy's fights. I don't think that he's, he was ever that good to begin with. Um, so. I don't, I don't think minute wise, minute to minute wise, when they're striking with one another. I mean, I think Barbarina is going to be throwing a lot of strikes, and you know, that, that's what wins fights. So if he can avoid getting, you know, chinned and dropped here, uh, which his chin should be better at 185. I think the striking will be competitive, and the the easiest path I see for Murdoch covering would be to to mixing some takedowns here because Barbarina sucks at defending takedowns, sucks at getting off his back. So I think overall, Barbarina is going to be live at three to one, but we'll probably inevitably lose. So, so the pick is Barbarina by decision. Um, no, it's not. Okay, we don't do we don't my, do pick
1: my my pick. Really, you don't do you? You you're done doing picks. Damn, that's fucked up. My pick is going to be Barbarina by decision. Um, It makes no sense at all, but other than the fact that I think Murdov, you know, is going to be able to take all his power, maybe he'll get a takedown at some point, you know, but I think this guy, I don't like Murdov because the one thing is he's going to be throwing a, So, So this is how the fight's going to go, okay, guys? So Murdov is going to be throwing just jab crosses, jab crosses, jab cross, light kick, jab cross, light kick. And then he's going to be throwing these mid kicks and head kicks at Barbarina. If Barbarina could take any of those kicks, you know, deal with the leg kick, the inside leg kick, or the body and head kick, then he'll have a good chance to win the fight. But the first round is not going to be Barbarina's face. It's going to be off, keeping him away, jabbing him, and leg kicking him. So that's why I just think this fight could go later. Um, if Barbarina could take any of those shots or respond to him or anything like that. But it's going to take the motherfucker a while to get going um but oh, uh, i'm just thinking that goes the distance is like even money so it's not even you're not even getting paid that well so but i think that's how the fight's gonna go and barbara gonna win a decision
0: interesting yeah i i do uh i kind of think this one might go under just because it'll be a high pace fight and I don't, but I don't know. My, not much finishing uh, equity on Barbarina. Not, not a big hitter at all. Um, and you know, shout out to one of our boys, uh, Chad's uh, one of his favorite fighter, Makmoon Muradov here. Uh, oh, come big, on, big fan of his pre-UFC career. Um, so shout out to our boy Chad and to Muradov. There. Um, we'll be moving up to the heavyweight division next. Mick Parkin taking on Jamal Pogues. Odds for this one have, uh, Pogues minus one sixty two, Parkin plus one forty two. Um. I feel like people from around my area of Philly would love this fight for their last names Pogues and Parkin like it very very uh okay Ozzy. Uh, what are you going to what are you going to pick pick and bet here
1: uh thanks thanks for that nice handoff bro um couldn't you you're like the Patrick Mahomes of uh of uh, of, uh setups so yes yeah, so this is a fight I did wager on and I did take Jamal Pogues earlier. It was minus one forty-five. I didn't get the best line. I think it got down to like minus one forty. Speaking of Chad, Chad somehow said he got minus one thirty-five. Obviously, the guy's uh, you know, he's he's not a, a a dog hunter, but he's a line hunter. So if if there's a line, uh, you got a line out there somewhere, Chad will hit it. Okay, you only got to call Chad. He'll clean up for you. Um, but yeah, so I got Pogues. But I don't really like it, dude. This this fight feels like the heavyweight version of Jack Jenkins versus Jamal Emers, um, where you know, fucking to try really hard. He's in a, you know, he's the thing with Parkin is he just he's bad. He's not good. Okay, I'm gonna say you. you know who he's similar to, uh, Martian? He's like the bigger fir- version of Lee Chadwick. You know, Lee Chadwick, the motherfucker that's like in PFL. Or he's like in Bellator, Cage Warriors. I don't know. He's in yeah, all those. Yeah uk promotions he's like the bigger version of him he's not a good striker he's stiff as fuck right this guy's stiff as fuck even though he's like not even that strong or uh, or, or like a muscular i should say um he looks super stiff doesn't have any range finders um his grappling is like not even good like he got taken down easily by whatever that bum ass brazilian but then that brazilian completely gave up like as soon as this guy mick parkin fall back at all this guy just folded like a cheap ass tent and the fact is Jamal Poggs I don't know where he's from but he has seen some adversity in his life he's fought some tough opponents he's been on he's been through like five different weight classes for god's sakes um and he just been through a lot of shit um he's got a great job good uh, 1 2 behind it mixed in the takedowns i liked in his last fight against Parisian who is also a big heavyweight um I do wanna see the scales. I am curious. I don't I'm not looking at Mick Perkin at what his uh weight came in at his in his last fight, but you know, two fifty nine. what was Pogues? Is Pogues a two sixty boy or he's lower? I think he's only like two forty-five. I'll pull it oh, up. So he looks fat as fuck. Two forty-nine point five. All right. So you see, that's the only one thing that I don't love is that we got a B- BMI um uh, you know uh disadvantage here i remember when i told you about uh the last time my bmi uh indicator was uh wrong was the uh boudet fight against collier and we won that one easy so yep. uh i kind of like pokes here obviously i bet him so but i don't feel great about it because he's an idiot but he's he he's way better than me parking. like don't get me wrong don't get any of this twisted but hometown cooking this guy sucks <laughs> make Parkin is bad at fighting
0: yeah i mean he's a total can crusher i mean he'll he hasn't really had a difficult fight yet uh a difficult opponent honestly uh and yeah i mean i really think this guy is kind of just like parisian you know i mean he's basically the uk version of parisian and Post just dusted him i mean Ozzy spent a lot of time talking about Pogue striking. I mean, the, the guy's a wrestler in a lamb prayer, which is a good strategy at, at heavyweight. I mean, what, what there's another guy who does that too? Uh another another black wrestler who just came in to the UFC recently. He's been doing hey, Curtis it. Curtis Blades. No, 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 no. Curtis don't wrestle anymore. Uh, it's some other guy, but I, I'll I'll remember he's been he won a few fights. Uh Mo Miller. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm talking heavyweights here. Um Oh, uh, whatever, uh, Pogues is going to wrestle this guy. I think, I mean, Parkin just doesn't look like a good grappler. And Carl I think, Williams. Yeah, there you go. There it is. Boom. Great one. Thank you. Um, you know, different frame on these guys for sure. But, uh, but Pogues, I think is just going to wrestle him to a victory. So I think he's money line value up to like 200, honestly. So he's the side, um, moving up to, or moving down to lightweight next, uh, Mark DeCasey, Casey, Joel Alvarez, uh, Nice European fight here. Joel Alvarez is the favorite. Minus 190 Casey plus 165. A lot of action coming in on Alvarez. It's getting a little out of hand, I think, because, and you know, Alvarez, uh, this guy has always been kind of like a noodle who gets taken down, and then he he, gu- he guard subs you. Um, and then he, you know, ran through Moises on the feet. That was the only time in his career he looked like a good striker. Uh, And I just think that, you know, the guy has been out for a while, got murked by Sarukian in his last fight. He's had to been out for like a year and a half at least. Um, But the guy's always been a bad wrestler. He always gets taken down. And D.A. Casey does go for takedowns pretty often. At one point, D.A. Casey had some, you know, knockout power. But the dude looks like he's completely... Uh, unconfident in his striking. He doesn't have any confidence in in standing and he's looking to wrestle. So I think the takedowns will be there for for Mark to hit here. But then Joel, you know, could, could guillotine him. He could armbar him. He could be slicing him up with elbows from the bottom uh he, he's a pesky guy to deal with on bottom i bet against joel before with wrestlers and you know will inevitably lost those because the guy is just hard to deal with and we did see dia casey get a uh, guillotine by alvis not that long ago so i have a feeling that like dia casey has a clear path to victory here in the wrestling in the top time but is somehow gonna you know find his way to lose um so you know i guess alvarez will win but laying 65 percent on a guy who's likely to get taken down here. I, I don't like it. So, what you got any thoughts here? Um, yeah, I don't really like this fight in terms of like capping it uh, too much.
1: You know, I was looking at again a, a bit yesterday, and um, you know, like the guy just I can see why people you know are like, okay, the KC now they the thing is, the KC on the feet, dude, he's got some power. Um, he throws, kick like, he was, he, he was in a kickboxing fight with fucking, what's his name, Tazia, Um, and he did mostly fine. You know, he threw a lot of strikes. Joe Alvarez hasn't really been in a prolonged striking fight uh, that I've seen, you know, all that much, right? Always ends up grappling. But the thing is, like, the submissions this guy is going for, like, trust me, dude, I, I love guard arm bars. But even the Casey dude, like, the KC's so um reluctant to do a lot of stuff that it's, like, it's hard to submit people who are not trying to get submitted. Like, um, what's it called? That, that uh, who, who's the guy, the last guy that he The Yakovlev ya- motherfucker. Yeah. The motherfucker Yakovlev's got his hands on his collarbones, like, you know, can opener, or opening him like an idiot. DKC's not gonna do that. The thing is, UK British droppers, they're bad, but they know they're bad. And at least D. Casey, he knows that he has wrestling, but he doesn't have any, you know, real good jujitsu. But even then, you know, he does know, like, the weak side. Like, when, you know, uh, where to, you know, which ways to s- spin and circle around to. And he's obviously strong as fuck. He, you know, he has had a, a Sava, He's tossing him around very easily. Um, but the biggest, you know, weakness is probably him getting potentially caught in, like, a guillotine or a choke. But I think there's some advantages, definitely, for the KC hometown, home crowd as well. Um, you know, I do think Alvarez is gonna win, so I'm not, you know, really that enthusiastic. But you know, he—that's the thing. He, if he shows up like he did against Tiago Alves or Tiago Moises, maybe Dia Casey folds and shit like that. But it'll probably just be a real good scrap. So I'm just hoping
0: for a real good scrap right here. Yeah, I mean, and then the over is plus one fifty, and Dia Casey ain't finishing, bro. I mean, he he is a total lay prayer. So like. They basically are pricing, you know, Joel Alvarez IT or ITD at nearly minus two hundred. So I don't I don't like that shit, man. I, I think this one over is value. Uh last London card I bet a, a bunch of over one and a half and it went really poorly. But this one I'm feeling like I might do some two and a halves and some GTDs. Um okay, Wild, let's go. Speaking of wild next fight, love this one. Danny Roberts versus Johnny Parsons, weight Division, uh uh roberts minus 118 parsons minus 102 um you got any thoughts on this one you got it's a pick and fight you know great fight to pick a side on as i like to say catchphrase haven't used it in a while great fight to pick a side on great fight to pick a side on the side that i prefer is i just want i'd rather root for johnny
1: parsons than danny roberts you know hot chocolate he just always finds himself in some kind of compromising situation I'm sure in his personal life, it's similar, dude. But in his fights, bro, they're never clean. None of this motherfucker's fights are clean. He's always getting hit with something. He's always wobbling. He gets taken down. He takes the guy down. The guy puts him in a fucking submission. You know, something's always happening in his freaking fights. But, you know, obviously, he's got the experience advantage. Um, I think he's got a reach advantage here. You know, Danny Roberts always been well-rounded, right? Look at him. He's got, you know a uh, very evenly distributed between like wins by decision wins you know submission ko all this shit um but he's like a pace guy you know he's kind of like steady 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 but like i said dude he has no control over anywhere any of his fights go look at watch any of his fights they're just wild fights or you know he he's uh he's getting taken into places that he doesn't want to go or they're fighting at a pace that he is unsustainable for him. But here he's not getting a tough fight. Honestly, Johnny Parsons, you know, on paper, you know, he's not getting a guy who, who's, you know, certified killer, you know, a lot of big um, you know, attribute advantages, um, never fucking fought out of the you know, America either. So I'ma pick Johnny Parsons just because I don't want to pick Danny Roberts, but I will not be investing a wager in this fight.
0: I have invested. And it is, uh, you know, kind of a typical Martian bet. I'm going with the, the red flag fighter with more proven UFC experience, and that is Danny Roberts here. Um, love the hot sauce, uh, the hot chocolate man here. Um, and it's just because you know, Parsons, let's just look at his career. I mean, that Solomon Renfro fight rewatched that this one this week. I mean, he gets his ass kicked and dropped in round one, round two uh you know, not much happens and then he ends on bottom for two minutes and you know you not much out. happened.
1: Much happened in that round.
0: Um and then he ends on bottom round two. You know, seemed like he was for sure down two oh. Uh and then he somehow wins the third by a little bit and then he the the judges give him the second round somehow too. I don't know. I thought that was a really, really lucky decision and you know, he probably didn't even deserve to win it. Probably doesn't deserve to be in the UFC. Uh, I don't. And then where's he been for the? He must have been injured. Did he? Did he? Did he pop for steroids or something? I mean, the guy. Oh, that's right. He no. He's had concussion issues. He's had like repeated concussion issues or some shit. Seems like a pretty big red flag as well. Um, and I just think this guy just hasn't fought. You know, anybody good. He's been pretty inactive. You know, over the past few years. Um, and then you know, Roberts. You know, I, I think he's a, a a pretty flawed fighter but he's also decent at times he's put together decent performances got some decent southpaw striking and i think the guy's defensive grappling is actually um pretty good for a British guy. Don't expect it to come in here, but Parsons to me, uh, just looks bad on the feet. He's a bad defensive wrestler. I, and it, when Parsons gets taken down, he is flat on his back. He seems like he has no scrambling ability. He seems like he's been skipping, skipping wrestling practice and doesn't really know how to use the cage too well to, to wrestle or to get up. So I think if Roberts comes in here with a little bit of a game plan to mix in some takedowns, comes in and shape, I think that he should be able to grind this guy out. I mean he's which one was your which one was your favorite Danny Roberts fight, Martian? Just kidding. Oh, Ramazan Ameev, my man cash bigly for me in that one. 275 underdog or some shit. Um That was a great performance. Yeah. And, and, oh, that was a horrible. But uh Ahmadiyav was a cool one too. Knocked him out there. Um the guy, I mean, the guy's had, you know, some knock some knockouts in the UFC. Um but he is old. He has looked worse for wear lately. So it's not a you know. If we're being honest, it's not a bet that I love for more than to win one unit. So um, next fight, uh, last fight on the prelims here. Banger of a striking matchup in the Bantamweight division. uh, UK zone, Davey Grant taking on Daniel Marcos. Odds for this one have Marcos as the favorite. Minus 150, Grant plus 130. Um, And this is a good matchup, man. It really is. I think Marcos has looked promising in his UFC career so far. Um, Grant is, you know, definitely on the tail end of his career. Both these guys are strikers and they're they're ma- they're matching them all together to see, you know, where Marcos is at. And uh, I like the matchup. I think on the feet, uh, it's really competitive. I mean, you know, Marcos is, you know, I think six or seven years younger, way less miles on him, you know, hasn't taken a loss yet. Um, so I think he does have some, you know, intangible advantages here. Uh, but then David Grant, so much more experienced. He's uh not a bad offensive wrestler. he could possibly mix in some takedowns here, uh, and then on the feed he's got that unorthodox style, but it it somehow works. This guy has real good instincts and he's just an experienced fighter, only nineteen pro fights in his career, but you know he just fights like a lot smarter than that um and you know i gotta i gotta go with grant here from a betting perspective i mean plus one thirty i mean you're you're talking about laying juice against Davy Grant on a guy with two u f c fights you know. Right. Or does he even have two? I think. No, he's got one UFC fight and one contender series fight. And neither of those guys were any good. Davy Grant's the best opponent he's fought in his career. And I just don't think that this guy is good or proven enough to be laying juice against the best opponent of his career. Um, Tapology, for what it's worth, has Grant as the 19th best fan in the world, while Marcos is the 69th and Grant is nice. the underdog. So uh yeah, I gotta go back to the well with Dave. Oh, also they're putting Davy in England finally. This guy's been having bangers for years. The whole pandemic, he's been having bangers, and they've been kind of passing him over on these UK cards. They finally got him on a UK card here, and uh, I think he's gonna I think he's gonna get it done on his home turf. What about you? So uh interesting fight here.
1: You know, Daniel Marcos didn't know too much about this guy, you know. Obviously, in that fight against uh Oliveira, you know, he kind of whipped his ass there pretty bad. Pretty accurate, nice body strikes. Um, but I don't know about this guy's ground game. Like against Brandon Lewis, there's some stuff in there. Like his instincts didn't look that bad. He's training with some good guys over here now. He's training that think, in Miami. Um, if I remember right. He is a 93 guy, but he's in a this is a tough fight, dude. This guy, you know, he's going to Europe here. Right to fight um, you know, Grant who chucks hammers. He's not gonna be surprised, I think, by any of the spinning. You know, this guy likes to throw some spinning strikes. He likes to do some some, you know, a few, few different things at the strikes. But I just feel like Davey Grant, his movement, I think is a little unorthodox that Daniel Marcos will have never seen. I think Daniel Marcos does have some improvement that he needs to make with uh, some, you know, some of his cage stuff is okay, but I feel like, you know, Davy Grant could get in on some takedowns here against the fence. But I also feel that he could get slept easy, dude. So I'm going to have to think about this one, about which way I want to go. If I do want to make a bet on this, I do think I I do want to bet on Davey Grant. But I do want Daniel Marcos to win. So it's a conundrum there, obviously, right? Some of my Latino spirit wants uh, Daniel Marcos to win. But, you know, the plus money on Davey Grant's hard to pass up. So TBD, I will circle back. I will pick Davy Grant to win this fight. I think grappling, you know, has to be an advantage uh, for him, I would think. Um, but he's a little slow. So sometimes, you know, athleticism does carry, you know, in these wrestling exchanges at these lower weight classes. So uh,
0: so we'll see what happens here. Could, could be a scrap. Yeah, it could be just a live bet spot, too, because Grant always kind of Starts a little slow, you know, even in like uh Don't. Oh. the Martin Day fight, the Jonathan Martinez fight, the fights he came back to knock those guys out. He lost early there. He might have lost like round one and like five out of six or of his last fights or something like that. I'll look into that a little later. As, uh,
1: as as Chat
0: GPT. It doesn't have the capabilities of that. Um You have to be a real experienced MMA mind like myself to figure something like that out. Main card time, six fight main card starting at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, I'm actually not going to be able to watch this. I have a a wedding to go to, a cousin's wedding. So I'm going to be missing fights for the first time in a while. Um, you're not going to watch it on your
1: phone while you're there.
0: Um, after the ceremony, I'll pull up the Andre Feely fight for sure. But uh, nah, nah, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be tough, man. Um, maybe you find, maybe you find the nice chica there, uh, Marshall. Um, we're in the featherweight division.
1: Dance, dance the night away, summer fling. <laughs> right in your wheelhouse, right here, right
0: here um, for you. Featherweight division, Ozzy. We have business to discuss, man. Come on. Um, uh, lira Murphy taking on Josh Kulaal, <laughs> and the odds for this one have uh, Murphy minus one thirty, about plus plus one ten. Um, interesting fight here. Uh, I believe it is your turn to start this one off.
1: Is it really? Um. All right, so we got this fight here, featherweight division, two longer guys. Um. You know, in, in terms of striking, obviously, Leroy Murphy's kind of softball striker. Just I don't like the guy. I don't. Not that I don't yep. like the guy. I I just yep. don't think that um some of the stuff that he does warrants him being you know a significant favor very often. Um, you know, I saw him you know with this little I don't know. Josh Kuleba is a guy I've underrated a bit, but the guy's in for you know down to strap. You know, is able to fight in all three realms of the fight. Has good cardio has fought, you know, internationally as well as a key, as a, I get, you know, I don't know. I don't know if he's a Kiwi or an Aussie, who the fuck cares, but he's one of them. And like uh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, you guys, you know, sometimes I just get frustrated when I, when I forget and frustrated at myself. And, uh, but yeah, so the ground game, I think he's got a better ground game. I think that uh, he focuses on his advantages more than Leon Murphy does. Leon Murphy, I think is, I have to rely on some of his kicks, working out uh well, but I just think that he's just a little weak. I feel like, you know, people think that the guy's a stud, you know, like a good grappler and stuff like that, good defensively, but he's really not. And I don't even think he's really that all that explosive like with his power. I just like Josh Cooley about overall. You know, I know some people like uh Leroy Murphy here at they they think they're getting a deal at this favorite price. I'm not so certain. So this is similar to David Graffite I'm going to circle back on him and dig in a little deeper. I think both those fights are intriguing. But this fight in particular intriguing because both guys have fought some good competition. But I do think Josh Coulibaut is actually the more diverse fighter here, which some people would think that it would be Leroy Murphy, I feel. But I like Josh Coulibaut in this fight.
0: Yeah, um, I'm not so sure I would say I, I like him in this one because... I'm not sure if I'm going to bet him, but I don't like Leroy Murphy. I agree with a lot of the points you were saying about Murphy. He's just a kind of a low upside fighter. You know, I mean, he's had a, a few close decisions. I mean, he finished a Ramos, right? But then, oh, yeah. The, I mean, he was losing to Makwan and then catches him with the knee. Uh, you know, Ramos, he nuked him in that fight. But the Andrade fight was close. The Santos fight was a, a, a bad decision. You know, he clearly lost that fight rounds one and two. I got gifted with the decision there. And that's something you have to consider, though. I mean, if if he clearly lost that rounds one and two to Santos and he won that decision in the UK, he's clearly getting some favoritism from these judges, which could play in a factor here because he this fight probably will hit the scorecards. And I think it's going to be close. So, you know, I definitely don't love that for for betting against Murphy here. Um, But I mean. People are kind of thinking that Murphy's just going to win the strike easy, man. I don't see it, man. I think Kulabau is going to be uh, right in there on the feet. I'm pretty sure Kulabau is fairly experienced against Southpaws as well. Yeah, he did pretty good against Charles Jourdain, who's a Southpaw. Um, you know, he, he dropped Sungwoo Cho a few times, who's orthodox, but he's just a, a big, long guy who's kind of a similar, a similar longer hmm. frame at featherweight. Uh, obviously, overcame Melsick after a rough round one there. And I got to think that, you know, if anyone's hitting takedowns here, it will be cool about, you know, he hasn't hit a lot in his career. Uh, but I, I think Murphy is a bad grappler. Um, and I just don't like anything about Murphy. I'm on the same page as Ozzie here. So uh, I think it's cool about our pass. Um you know, not in love with his money line, but maybe cool about by decision. I think that's like three to one or a little better. Uh I think that's a, a pretty good way to play the fight. Um let's see. Yeah, I mean three to one on that. I mean the fight is is pretty likely to hit the cards. Minus 175. There's honestly probably value on that. I think it probably goes the distance pretty often in this one. And I just don't understand why uh, you know he would be three to one to win on the cards. Uh so Next fight is also in the lightweight division. We got uh, an interesting one here. One of Ozzy's favorites, Jai Herbert taking on Ferris ZM ZM minus 156. Herbert plus 136. Uh, I think both these guys are improving. You know, watching some of the recent fights, you know, ZM's still very young. I think he's only like 25. He's definitely still improving, and I thought we saw some, you know, pretty clear improvements from Herbert in that last fight against Klein as well. I think that he's getting better on the feet and on the ground, mostly on the ground. You know, the guy has been a pretty bad grappler throughout most of his career, and you, I think, yeah, I saw improvements in terms of his get-ups. His ability to, uh, you know, he was throwing elbows off the back, really disturbing Klein there. Got up from some takedowns, even hit his own takedown in the third round. They came up big for him there. Uh, but I do think ZM is still going to hit takedowns here. ZM, real good performance against Figlak. You know, I uh, was dead wrong about that one there. I think I picked and bet Figlak there. And Ziem, I mean, dominated him. I mean, beat that man's ass. I mean, take him down, ground and pound him. Uh, but I, I was watching that fight, and I, I noticed that Ziem, he's not comfortable in range. You know, I think this guy came from a kickboxing background, and, uh, you know, he's real long. And I think, you know, maybe getting, uh, when Vendermini fucked him up in round three there, I think maybe that put a little bit of fear into him. And I think he kind of prefers to grapple now. Uh, but, uh, you know, the guy did get submitted by... Terrence McKinney, who we now know is a certified bum, who I, we've been known was a bum. I've said it, I think, three weeks in a row in the podcast. Um, and um, our boy Nazim came up big, you know, New York's own, you know, dominating him in that fight. And just, bro, look at that. Fight. When he took Nazim's back, Nazim wasn't even worried about the choke. He he literally, McKinney never got close to the choke in that fight. What
1: does this have to do with Jai Herbert?
0: And, 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 and McKinney, easily rear naked choke ZM in that fight man that's just a real bad look for ZM, man i mean that that loss has aged horribly Uh, And I think, you know, at this current prices, after all this steam on ZM, I think it's Herbert or pass here. I think, uh, you know, Herbert is going to be the better striker of the two. The only way I see ZM winning and covering is hitting a lot of takedowns here. Uh, But, you know, Jai throwing strikes off his back, working back up to the feet, having a late moment in the round in front of those hometown judges. I think he could hustle his way to a win here. So this one seems very, very likely to hit the scorecards again here. Only minus one thirty-five on the GTD here, man. I'm betting that shit. I'm gonna bet that shit right now. Minus one thirty-five on GTD. Who the fuck is finishing in this fight? Um, anyway, Martian, you were just going off about how ZM got finished so easily. Yeah, but fired. Herbert has Herbert can't submit anybody. He is submitting. So what money. was the point of even bringing it up? That was just it was just pathetic. It was pathetic. <laughs> okay, it really was. All right, are you done? I am done. Okay, cool.
1: Um, yeah. So you got the black country banger. Um, amazing nickname. I hope to to see his media day. I think today or tomorrow. I'm mean, definitely check that one out. Um, but you got a, a fight here between rangy guys. Um, both are going to be jabbing, you know, at each other for sure. I think uh, ZM has the advantage with uh, his kicks. Um, but uh, and he's probably going to look. Probably has the advantage also in the clinch. I feel honestly um with the knees and stuff like that you know you know herbert herbert will get off as well but this fight is gonna be close so i don't blame you know i i, I initially like Ziam, but i think that it's gonna be close enough with as well it obviously once again being in the uk you know not not that bad i could see why taking plus 130 135 on herbert maybe it'll be okay or something someone want to do but you know i do think that he does have a weakness with the rest and you saw i mean whatever i i don't even know half the shit that you were saying martian about what, what he got fucked up but jai herbert you didn't mention anything about how bad jai herbert's grappling was against moicano because yeah moicano's a good grappler dude but this guy was like insta bottom mount. like every time he was getting he was getting taken down which is horrible i don't care who the fuck you know you know i'm going against like marcelo garcia i rolled with him a few times and he was not mounting me so, ain't no way Hanato Moicano should be instant mount and entire Herbert off of a fucking double leg.
0: So, um, Moicano so, would yeah, mount so you.
1: Moicano would not mount me off a takedown. Um. So, uh, so if Moicano
0: wanted the mount, he would get it. No, he would not. Um. So what were we saying?
1: Um. So yeah, so I'm gonna pick. Um, I'm gonna still pick Xiam to win just because I think he has the advantage with the grappling. But he also, I could also see, you know, in the third round, Jai Herbert just outwilling him. Um, and if Jai Herbert doesn't get a calf kick, he's actually a pretty good striker at range. So, um, should be a close fight.
0: Um, ZM's Dillo, a weasel, though. So, yeah, D- Pro- GTD should hit. Could hit. Do a little price shopping. It's minus 110 on FanDuel for this fight to go the distance, while it's as high as minus 165 on DraftKings. So, I really like that. And, I mean, that is a good point about the mount. I guess that that seems like the only way this fight finishes is if uh, ZM is hitting takedowns. Uh, Herbert does give up passes and positions pretty easily. I could see the finish happen in that way. But I mean, ZM, has he has he ever finished someone on the ground? Yeah. I mean, yes. Before the, before the UFC. Um, but in the UFC, been a decision machine. So. Um, enough about that one. Uh, we are going along to the middleweight division, premier division in the UFC. Andre Muniz taking on Paul Craig. Craig moving down in weight here. Muniz is the favorite, minus 220, coming back with uh Craig at plus 185. And your turn to start this one off. Banger
1: alert 185 banger here. Some me a great fight here. We got uh, you know, two big bulky middleweights, right? I can't wait. To see that physique on Paul Craig when he unveils, uh, you know that one eighty five body. Um, but the fact is, the guys gonna be on baby legs even more so now. Um, his conditioning's gonna probably be shit. Um, he's low at level athlete. Um, so I think you know now Andre Muniz is actually gonna have a cardio advantage, which he usually doesn't have. Slow down big time against uh, what's his name? Got Riddick choked. But the thing with Paul Craig, dude, is even if Paul Craig has by uh, some way, grappling success, his control is horrible. do he is not going to be able to hold on to Andre Muniz, control him in any way, shape, or form. I feel in this fight, like let's say they're in close, like they're in a clinch, they're in like a you know Paul Craig is like a tight clinch. This guy Andre Muniz could easily bowl through him, get a double leg, take him down. Like honestly, Paul Craig is coming down in weight. Andre Muniz is still probably going to be the bigger guy in the in the octagon. And then, you know, he's a South Pole as well, which I don't know if that if that's like a weakness for Paul Craig, but it don't matter which side you're throwing from when you're fighting Paul Craig, you're going to land. So um, I think I think he's maybe just going to land a wee bit more because he could throw from the left-hand side. So I got Andre Muniz here. I think he's it's fair. This is a fair line for him. So as long as he doesn't spontaneously combust, he keeps breathing. You know, has both his lungs in, you know, working order. I think he should beat Paul Craig on Saturday night. I will pick him.
0: Yeah, I'm on the same page. Um, you know, Craig is a guy who wins his fights by submission, and he's just going against a guy with a way better uh, jujitsu here. So it just seems like he's drawing really thin. Um, you know, Muniz did gas out uh, horrendously in that last fight against Brendan Allen, but Brendan Allen is a really good functional grappler and fighter. And Paul Craig is neither of those things, he is neither a functional grappler or fighter. Everything about him is dysfunctional, actually. So, I mean, he does thrive in chaos, but I don't think the, going down the weight is good for him here. And I just think this is a bad matchup for him. So, I think Muniz here. Uh, is 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 still value, man? I really, I just see it being real, real thin for Craig to get a victory here. So I, I would probably say Muniz closer to like minus three hundred would be would be accurate. So I've got a bet on Muniz. Uh next fight, best fight on the card. I honestly think this is one of the best fights all year. Some people might think that's crazy, but just the way these guys match up, this is going to be a great fight uh, in the featherweight division. That Daniel Woods taking on Andre Touchy Feely. Odds for this one have. Uh, Nathaniel Wood, minus 192. Andre Feely, plus 167. Uh, great matchup here. Both these guys are just really well-rounded. You know, good strikers, good grapplers. Both have good cardio. And I just think this is going to be, you know, a great matchup here. I think uh, either guy could have success striking or grappling. I got to lean a little bit more with the uh, the striking with Andre Feely. He's, you know, taller, longer here. Knows how to use his reach really well with those straight punches, with those head kicks. Also has a great double leg takedown uh, coming off of a a hard fought victory over Bill Algeo in a fight that he definitely won there. Uh, Nathaniel Wood coming off of a a dominant victory over Charles Jourdain. So, you know, both guys are uh, coming off good wins. Uh, Both guys are well-rounded fighters, and I think that I got to go with my boy Andre Feely here, man. I give him a a striking advantage. You know, I think Wood might have a little bit better pocket boxing of the two, but uh, he's a good calf kicker as well, Wood. Um, But I, I just think Andre will be the better striker here, and I think... You know, either guy could land takedowns here, but I just trust Andre to to scramble up a little bit more if he does end up on his back. And I think, uh, you know, Feely being the more natural featherweight could play a factor too. If he gets on top, he might be able to keep that top position. Uh Maybe get a back take like he did in his last fight. So uh, it's a competitive fight. I think would be in a slight favor with the hometown judges would be right. Maybe minus one thirty to one fifty for Wood would be accurate. But where it's at now, value all over Andre Feely. I I like him in this fight. Fight, and i think he'll win it by decision
1: yeah fair fight here in the uh featherweight division you know um Nathaniel woods obviously a former 135 where he's very quick very fast uh diverse with his strikes you know throws a good job i just i like it i love the striking on the feet um this guy's uh not quite a lifelong uh ufc guy or mma guy but i think you know from when he's maybe like 14 15 so you know a lot of experience 93 guy definitely his year definitely setting, setting this guy up for a 145 run you know and i do think that this guy's got the top uh, he's not ranked right who are either of these guys ranked is andre no, they're, ranked? They're right they're right outside the top 50. neither all right neither is ranked. winner probably gets ranked here i think it's gonna end up being nathanie wood i do see why there could be some value on andre you know andre has got good good cardio um in a third round you know he's smart too. Like. Uh, I forget who it was. He was. He will oftentimes go for takedowns at like end the rounds and shit like that. And help will him, you know, because like I said, he's got good cardio. He's got some like explosive double leg takedown stuff like that. You know, against Bill, um, he secured that win with going to the back, even though he technically lost because uh because Bill caved his head in from you know being in the arena choke, which he definitely won for that. But um, but yeah, that was a good fight for him. Uh, it showed his fight IQ. Um, he showed, like, his killer instinct against Daniel Panade. He's a good fighter. I just think that Daniel was going to end up winning. But I would not leave the juice here. Um, like I said, that Philly could bonk him with a head kick. I mean, the thing is, I think that um, Philly doesn't throw enough. And when he does throw, it's like sometimes you could uh, bait him into, you know, throwing a few strikes that he doesn't normally throw or, or is not opt to throw apt to throw and then Nathaniel Wood hits him with two or three shots um for his troubles. So I like Nathaniel Wood. I like him
0: by decision here. Um, you know, but I but I do think he will win this fight. Interesting. Going head to head again. Um what is what is wood decision? Like hundred plus one 100, plus twenty? Oh I said the forbidden I said the forbidden word plus one hundred. Even money, sorry. Um Plus one twenty five. Yeah, I mean that's a good way to play him. I really don't think he's finishing Andre Philly. I think this one is is it's gonna be a high pace fight. I could see some people uh getting baited on the unders here, but this one will go the distance. So I advise to uh invest carefully. Uh next fight is the co-main event, guys. UFC London co-main event in the women's flyweight division. Molly McCann taking on Yulia Stolyarenko. Odds for this one have McCann minus 190, Stolyarenko plus 165. I wonder if Dave Portnoy will be in audience for this one, or maybe he sold his McCann stocks after that last loss. But uh, you, give us your thoughts on this co-main event. Fuck, I got to go again, dude. Um, Oh, I started the last one. Damn, dude. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I
1: mean, you know, people bet Solerenko. You know, Solerenko has been good to me. You know, she got that armbar against Jessica Rose Clark. She could definitely armbar Molly McCann. Molly McCann almost got armbar a different time that we got, that we were on the winning side with my my girl, Laura Procopio. Um, But I just think Julia Solerenko, she just, I mean, at 125, she's going to be depleted. Molly McCann is going to be able to put a pace on her, beat her up. My name became stupid, dude. So, like, can I see her clubbing? The opposite of a clubbing sub. What's a clubbing sub? Like, when you club the person, but then you get subbed. You know what I mean? Like, you club them, you drop them, and then How you fuck it. club and a flub? Some shit like that. But it's like that tweet that, like, Mike's MMA picks would be like, name one time, Uh, you know, whatever the fuck. And, you know, they had a point of her, and they... They 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 ripped the the victory from they ripped defeat from the jaws of victory or some bullshit. Mm, yeah, like that. I don't
0: have I don't see that guy's tweets on my timeline.
1: Um, lately. um, no, you're soft, dude. That, that's that's the problem with men these days. It can't they you, you they you can't see Mike because he's a strong male figure. You, you get intimidated by him, so you block him out. That's smart by you, Martian. But what about us? starts round three in this fight? Starts round three, Molly McCann. You know, she's spinning elbows, bitches, late. You know, she's got to take her time to get her reads. Um, maybe that, but I don't know. I think she's going to – I honestly think she's going to put a beating on Sully ranko <laughs>
0: This fight's hilarious. I mean, it, it's really tough to to analyze this one until she makes the weight. I mean, the last time Stolyarenko tried to make one twenty five, she completely collapsed and like smashed her head on the backdrop of the of the UFC way-ending. thing. That was that was scary. <laughs> um, and then why are you laughing about it, though? Uh, I mean, it was funny, but it was also scary. Um, so so Winslet, she's weighed one thirty five, hasn't hasn't fought at one twenty five uh since since when i mean it's been it's been forever i'm going back fighting, and fight and fight they're all bantamweight has she ever fought at 125 i don't know bro i think she's never fought at 125 and she's had bad weight cuts there before and she's going going back to the well here i mean i think this is this is dangerous honestly um so if she makes the weight and the fight is on i i probably think mccann will be be, win the fight honestly uh but it's it's what what do you say if 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 she makes the weight and the fight happens i still think mccann will win but i mean oh hot take hot take but i mean Stoly Renko is a decent wrestler, and she does pass. She does get to top position. She can armbar women from top. She doesn't really have, like, a safe top position. You saw that in the Chelsea Chandler fight. You know, she got instant mount there, got too high, lost it. You know, she's done that throughout her entire career. So, uh, I mean, she'll probably have an opportunity for, like, a round one sub here, round two sub. I wonder what those odds will be. Let's check that out on Fandle. They already have odds. Round three
1: sub, bro. Round three sub.
0: She's going to have... She's going to be passing out by then. Um, plus 850 on round one sub. Maybe just do sub straight up. What is that? Stolyarenko sub 380. I don't know. I, I mean, she's I think it does have the, the ability to take McCann down. McCann is a terrible wrestler, terrible defensive grappler. Um, but sub three. I think uh, thir- 13. No, no, more than that. Uh, 21 to one.
1: know. Mm,
0: it's not. How about McCann sub to McCann sub three? I like that. That's forty-four to one and fifty to one on McCann sub What's the man?
1: What's McCann
0: sub, bro? Just straight up? Yeah. Uh fourteen hundred. 1400. That, 1400. that seems good, bro. I mean, for like if she's if she's quitting in there, um, you know, with from the yeah, way McCann color. is
1: McCann would be the would be the one to be like trying to go for like an Americana and shit, too. Fucking <laughs> like if she got on top of her, she's like on top of mount or some shit, go for like an Americana.
0: Molly McCann's wins in the UFC, bro, are, are honestly not bad. Skill a Aaron Molly McCann's
1: be, a fucking star. Dude. You what she did to fucking Goldie, dude?
0: Yeah. No, like she actually has she pretty consistently beats like the mid tier women in the UFC. You know what? Now fuck it. No, n- Julia is a dead woman here. Especially I fucking London. told you, the, yo, yeah. Martian. What would you
1: line honestly? What would you line, uh Molly versus like
0: Macy Barber, bro? What do you line that? Oh, Macy like minus three hundred. Yeah, oh, at least, fuck. at least. Yo,
1: yo, Molly's, uh, Molly's, Molly could. Get a title fight. Bali's one win away after this. I thought you were gonna say she could fight.
0: get it, period. I was like, I don't think she swings that way. Um she she does
1: it? She's there.
0: Yes. Oh shit. Mm, yeah. I know your hopes your hopes are crushed. Gosh, right. crushed. Main event time, fifteenth and final fight in the heavyweight division. Tom Aspinall coming back uh after a you know that bad knee injury just one year ago, taking on the workhorse of the heavyweight division Marchin tabura tabura is the huge underdog here plus 360 Asmell at the favorite minus 460 you know Ozzy and i very grateful to tabura he's made us a lot of money over the past few fights i mean allegedly in, allegedly in the pandemic area era bro this guy's been a fucking gold mine i mean you know Six and one in the pandemic era, only lost to Volkov. Um, you know, he starts a little slow. It takes a little bit to get warmed up. But, you know, after he gets hit a few times, uh, he comes back in round two and starts whooping ass. I mean, he's done that time and time again. Um, And, you know, he's going to have to do that again here because Tom Aspinall is going to be, you know, light years quicker than him here early on. Um But, you know. It it is Aspinall's first five-round fight. Tabura has gone five rounds before. Uh, He's pretty comfortable in three-round decisions. Uh, We really haven't haven't ever seen Aspinall past round two in the UFC, right? Yeah, he submitted uh, Arlovsky six minutes in, but uh, never been past round two in his entire career so never even saw round three so first time ever he's gonna be scheduled for five rounds you know there is a slight possibility here that if he doesn't get tabur out of there early he could you know have a cardio collapse here and uh but you know tabur is gonna have to go through hell to get there unless unless he somehow just uh, uh takes him down right off the bat but i don't see that happening so if you have any faith in Tabura here i would say wait off on a money line bet look to live bet him here um and then this if you like Tabura at all, the stabs before the fight gotta be three, four, five. I've never seen round props this high on FanDuel. Um, but they have like they have round five, for instance, sixty-five to one on March and Tabura. That seems like a fucking winner to me. So I bet I bet Tabura three four five at 31, 44, and 65 to 1. Just a really, really small bet there. Uh, because of the cardio possibility you know uh, aspinall coming off the knee i mean apparently he like fucked his his meniscus his mcl his acl i mean he completely tore his knee up just 12 months ago so you know and you know the rehab's got to take that was a fake that was no a no fake? that was that was not a script i heard um but uh yeah, man. I mean, it's very, very likely going to be an Aspinall round one or two finish here. But let's hope that uh, Tabura can withstand a beating. Aspinall gasses out, Tabura finishes him late. That would be a fucking I think, hilarious
1: time. I, I think that could very well happen, Martian. And the reason I think that could very well happen is, like we said, so the motherfucker is coming off the ACL surgery, right? 12 months. Um, he didn't have the ACL surgery, though, until a while in. You know, they usually be like, oh, well, you got a fucking your knees who's swollen and shit. We need it to go down some bullshit. I don't know what it is. But like they say, like they'll diagnose you with the torn ACL or Martian? But then, you know, they'll be like, oh, they'll do the initial imaging and it'll come out. They're like, yeah, it's torn. But we need the ACL, the swelling to go down. So we get another thing. So then we can like for sure know what kind of surgery we're doing. It's complicated. I learned about this. But you know what I do like over one and a half, Martian. And you know why? Because like you said, Tybor is a tough motherfucker. He's a little weasel. He will. He knows the the spots to rest. He knows how to tie a motherfucker up. And nobody wants to take the over, bro. Everybody wants to be on this under. I guarantee you. Doesn't mean nobody on this under, dude, or on this over. But it's gonna hit. Tom Aspinall is gonna be like, I bet you the the sentiment in the Tom Aspinall's camp. You know what it is, Martian? It's we're back better than never Tommy. And we're gonna show them you got gas. You got gas for days. And yeah. you know, you, you could keep on trucking in. You're gonna get that you're gonna get that main event experience. And then in the third round, you're gonna we're gonna you're gonna finish them and gonna <laughs> blow the roof off the place. You know, they, that's how the they're gas. fucking talking They're doing. They're not talking about Tommy run out there, fucking knock his eyes out right away. I guarantee you, bro, that's not the game plan. That right is now. that's a good angle. It's a good angle it's, I like that. it's it's not the game plan, bro. The game plan is not go out there and throw a leg kick. How the fuck the, right? That's how he that's how he fucked up his shit. right? He threw a leg kick and his other leg. which one was it? was his it was his support leg?
0: Yeah, yeah I don't
1: know, it was some shit like that
0: some fuckery. but um
1: maybe it was fake some, some fuckery, but yeah, I just don't think that's the game plan again. I don't think the game plan is just throw some blistering shots and try to knock this guy out right away. So I got the over one and
0: up. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a good way to plan. I mean, I'm always banging this drum of first fi- first main event. Well, it's not his first main event technically, um, but you know the last one ended so quickly. Um, you know, the last this,
1: one was like this price, wasn't it?
0: What do you uh, what the like the price of the over under? I think the over was like 170. I don't, I doubt it in that one because Blades is a little bit more we'll we'll check it out let's see i mean um well in the meantime while i'm checking this out make sure you have your fmk bets ready but i mean the, the 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 prices on this fight going long uh i mean round two is even money round three is plus 274 is plus 410 gtd is plus 720 um so i mean yeah i mean like you said i mean Aspinall is, or uh tabura is historically really tough uh you know, you got to think that he's probably looking to conserve a little gas here over the full five. Um, I don't know if this fucking this fight odds website it works for uh, you know, finding old odds. We really need to get uh, Bet Online back on best fight odds because this fight odds site is not not cutting it. I can't, I can't. It's not coming up. Oh, here we go. Um, all right. Um, let's see. Over one and a half. No, it looks like it was... No, it was minus 190 over one and a half. In that Even fight. better! Yeah, so th- that that proves that this is value. Exactly. Um, because we know Curtis Blades fucking sucks dick at fighting, and Martian Tabura is, is a great, great fighter, great man. Um, there you go, Martian. That, that's what you want your di- digital footprint to say. Curtis, Bro, fuck Curtis Blades. Um <laughs> Well, sucks. All um, right, bro, all right, all right. All right we got we got I got my three bets for you ready. You want me to give you my three first and then you, yes, I, you? I, lo- I love that. I love that.
1: Okay. Go ahead.
0: You're gonna love these. You're gonna love these. <laughs> um, okay. We got number one, Jai Herbert money line plus 136, the nice. Birmingham banger, uh, whatever it is black name. country. There we go. Uh, then we got Davy Grant money line plus 135. Oof. Lastly, we have the inside the distance in the Barbarina and Muradol fight at minus 130. Hold on, the what in the Muradol fight? The fight to end inside the distance.
1: The fight to end inside the distance at minus 130. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to take. Uh, I'm going to fuck. Mm, I'm going to marry Jai Herbert. I'm going to marry Jai Herbert. No, I'm gonna fuck Jai Herbert. Mm. I'm gonna fuck Jai Herbert because uh, black country banger gotta you know ha- have to gotta be around him. him. Gotta fuck him. Gotta hit. while I'm out there in England, gotta get a little piece of that. Then I'm gonna marry my boy Davy Grant. Reliable, even though he you know even though he's going against my Peruvian brother, I'm, he's just reliable. Comes with power, good cardio. So I'm gonna go with him, and then I'm gonna kill that um, inside the distance because uh you know i don't think I-, I talked to chad and i don't think he he told me he's never other than the uh general mercer fight he said he's never seen uh Mur- uh Mur- uh Mach-mad, uh finish
0: that's oh what he i told see me.
1: yeah that's what he told me he he's, said he's uh, never
0: I thought, seen i thought chad has seen Murdoch finish a lot Chad T- chad told me he's never
1: the guy th- that Murdoff has never finished
0: Oh uh, no, he's he's, but he's been it. he's been finished on, but he hasn't finished himself.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You see you're adding in a few extra details. But look, so now I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you yours, you <laughs> you piece of shit. So look, so let's go. You're gonna have a uh, Mark D. Casey plus one sixty five. Um we're gonna have the goes the distance in the um the uh the Jai Herbert fight. And then uh let's go the Andre Mooney's money line minus two ten.
0: Hmm. Okay, that's good. I like these. Um. Okay, I think I think I got it right away. Um, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be marrying. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be I'm gonna gotta marry Mooney's because he's the most reliable. I still think there's value even at minus two twenty. I like that, Mary Mooney's. I've bet on myself. Um, I- I'm fucking the GTD in the Jai fight. I already bet that while on the podcast here, uh, minus one ten on Fanduel. Love that bet. And I'm mm. gotta, I gotta kill Marty Casey. I don't think he's uh, a horrible bet at one sixty five, but I just don't have any. In- I have clearly the least interest out of the three uh, in him, so I gotta kill uh, Dia Casey on that one. But you gotta kill the Black Brother.
1: How did I did not see that coming. I saw that coming mile away.
0: <laughs> uh, no comment. um all right, well, that'll do it. Uh, fifteen fights I think we made it through in you know just over an hour or so um pretty decent card i think it's definitely worse than some of the recent uh london cards but uh you know at least at least there's no like usually there's like several big you know four 600 favorites at least there's only you know two big favorites on the entire card so it should be a fun night of of fights um Thank you all for listening. Hope you all enjoyed the fights this weekend. Win some bets. We'll see you all before the next UFC event next week. UFC 291 Gaethje versus Poirier. Can't wait for that pay for you. We'll see you all then. Peace out.